Welcome to episode 30 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most everybody, but maybe not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Uh, I feel out of place. I mean, is today Sunday? I mean, all our all our pods are recorded on Sunday, but uh, you know, things came up, and we could have did another Zoom, but it was like, you know what? The together, the togetherness, nothing beats that. So it's like, you know what? Hey, I'm off Wednesday, Thursday. Are you available Tuesday? You said you were. So I, I'm going to go on record. I should think this is our first ever Tuesday recording. I think it is. So for sure, I'm not saying all 29 have been on Sunday, but the vast majority of them have been on Sunday. I think we did a couple Saturday night ones. I think we did too, yep. Um, but yeah, this is our first Tuesday. Beautiful 80 degrees. Um, got a trio of uh, beers today from northern Michigan. I was at two of the brewing companies, and the third one I picked up elsewhere. Uh, and the other reason, quite frankly, why I wanted to push it from Sunday to Tuesday is... Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Dave, but today is National Nude Day, so how about we get rid of these clothes, and we're going to do this bad boy in the nude. <laughs> was not aware of that, Mike. I All right, probably well, shouldn't have gone commando today. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be doing naked. If, you know, join me if you want. Maybe after the second beer, you'll feel more comfortable. <laughs> but on National Nude Day, I feel it's only appropriate. Uh, for no sports, there's actually a lot of sports to talk about, but before we dive into that, First selection today is from the Petoskey Brewing Company. Stopped there on Saturday night, had dinner. It was a burger. The burger was delicious. And I had like three or four of their beers. And okay. all, none of them were grand slams, but I none of them were disappointed. Although Liz tried Brad's hard root beer. Yeah. And it was... Uh, it wasn't. It was, it was, she didn't like it. And I didn't even like it because oh, okay. the first hit, the note was, "Oh, this is root beer," and then it was a beer taste. It wasn't like your like Mike's Hard Lemonade or nothing like that. It was root beer beer right. basically, and it was. Well, I finished it for them. Yeah. I, I finished it for oh, yeah. them. Uh, anyway, our first item today from Petoskey Brewing Company is the Blueberry Crush. It is a cream ale. Comes in at seven point cent, seven point cents, seven percent alcohol with a mere fifteen IBUs, and supposedly, according to the menu, actual waffle cone would ground up and put in to the mash prior nice. to brewing. So, without further ado, I purchased this one with you in mind because this one seems like it's going to be way more up your alley than my alley. A little fruity, maybe. Yes, sir. Color is your basic uh, Bud Miller Coors color. Mm-hmm. Oh, almost got that whole pint in there. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. I actually get a little bit of the waffle. A little bit of the waffle cone. You know what else I get is, I don't know how much flavored tobacco you've chewed or how many pipes you've smoked. And I, I mean a literal pipe or cigar. I'm not talking. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking sexual preference here, but <laughs> but uh, um, it almost reminds. I was going with a crack pipe. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but okay. I was. Um, the, it, it almost like you put a little bit of blueberry flavored tobacco, you know, via pipe, cigar, or huh. chewing tobacco. That's what the blueberry really hits you. And I'm gonna be honest, as always on the pod, full disclosure. Yeah. One of the items that I did sample during dinner was the Cranium Crush, okay. which was a raspberry, and I thought that was awful. The, the, blue, the, the Blueberry Crush is way better than the Cranium Crush. What was it about the, the Cranium Crush? Just too bitter? No, it was too much like a wine cooler. Oh, okay. I mean, it was yeah. all wine. I mean, there gotcha. is still a, a wine cooler, because this is real heavy on the blueberry. So, uh, I even... Pretty sure this one sixteen ouncer will be my limit of this particular flavor. Right. But uh, anyway, did you happen to see NASCAR Sunday? Quaker State four hundred from Kentucky. You know what? I didn't because um, I just figured it would get rained out. Actually, surprisingly enough, I think this one went off without a hitch. Although I did join it late, so I'm not hundred percent sure. I had Ryan Blaney in my pool, and he was amongst leaders. Had a shot, but then with three laps to go, got down on the apron and kind of hit a bump. And I'm not sure how he saved the car. He got it like a sixth-place finish, which was good for third or fourth in our league. Oh, okay. And it was won by uh, Cole Custer, first-ever NASCAR win. 
came out of nowhere, like was sixth at the restart, and the guys that were leading kind of got a little squirrely, and Cole Custer went around him, got his first ever NASCAR win, and celebrated with his crew without a mask on us. I was quite proud of him. <laughs> Way to go, Cole. Uh, UFC, did you watch any? I, unfortunately, like I said, we were up north in Petoskey. I did not see any of UFC right. 251, but I did see that uh, Usman did beat Maz, Masvidal yep. in a unanimous decision. Yeah, so... You know, the storyline on that one was uh, um, Masvidal, he, you know, maybe didn't train quite like he should have. He had a really, really short training camp. Well, it, well exactly. Well, the reason he was at, uh, Gilbert Burns was actually supposed to fight, but tested positive for COVID-19. So, so they stuck him he, in. The, he was on, he was with his uh, right, agent right, 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 right. in South Florida on the 4th of July. So one week out. Right. And then. The reason he wasn't in the fight to begin with is because he wanted more money, and Dana White, Dana White oh, said, "No, nope, yeah, yeah, we're okay, not doing right, it." Right. So then you know, uh, Gilbert Burns is going to fight, and then Gilbert Burns tests positive for COVID. So they were just, you know, up until the fourth, it was going to be like, okay, well, there is not going to be that title fight. I mean, there were twelve other fights, and sure. then, you know, so it wasn't like it was going to be the end of the world. They were going to, you know, go off without a hitch. In was it Abu Dhabi, and that where yep. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but on the fourth, he's telling his agent, he said, hey, let's, you know, and at two hours on the phone, they finally worked out details. But then he had to go from point A to point B, spend three days in quarantine there. And then he had to fly on a, they took a private jet and he, he was supposed to land somewhere, but wanted a slice of pizza. So he had the pilot land in Rome <laughs> and had one bite of the pizza because he, because he had to, because he was 192 pounds six days before the fight, right? And he had to weigh in at 170. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to make it an excuse. I mean, I guess I mean he got handled pretty, judging by the scorecards. I mean, yeah. it looks like he lost pretty handily. But right. I mean, to drop 22 pounds in one week and not even know you're going to be fighting—that's t- uh, that's uh, impossible. Exactly. I mean, so I mean, obviously it was possible, but right. Yeah. And he, uh, he said, because he got off to a good start, and then he said and his, his legs just weren't there for the second round. So it's kind of, I guess it's kind of amazing he made it the distance. Sure, yeah. Uh, other sports news, Dave, I don't know if you heard it, as uh, Trump endorsing Tommy Tuberville on Monday ahead of the Tuesday special runoff election in Alabama. Uh, you know, Tommy Tuberville, the former coach of Auburn. Yeah. He uh, referred to Nick Saban multiple times as Lou Saban. Lou Saban's actually an NFL slash college coach who nowhere near the pedigree of Nick Saban, but he Trump still referred to him as <laughs> Lou Saban over and over again. And you might say, well, why'd you even bring that up? Well, because I'm thinking, well, I wonder if we can get Donald Trump on this podcast because so, of all the mistakes we make. I mean, it's like he'd fit right in on this bad boy. It would be instant instant stardom for this podcast because he always, I mean. Even if, you know, if you're a big Trump supporter, at this point, you still got, you, you got to be shaking your head saying, just, you know, don't talk. Oh, exactly. Uh, just don't say anything. I mean, if we do get, we will lose at least one listener if we get Trump on, because I know my uh, my buddy Dick Fisher, he'll stop listening if we get Trump on. But I think Trump's Twitter will trump Dick Fisher's one <laughs> listenership. So, if sorry, Fish, if we do get Donald Trump on this podcast, we're going for it. <laughs> And then, and then we can see who makes more mistakes, either the, either the president or Dave or I. I think I, I, I'll bet the farm on on uh, the Donald. And uh, uh, what else we got going? Uh, what did I have? I didn't I didn't see much anything else. I know um, the memorial's coming up uh, this next weekend. That's a big PGA Tour stop. Uh, that's um, in Dublin. Ohio. That's Jack Nicholas's course. You shot a little Irish accent in there. I was thinking of Dublin, uh, D- Dublin, Ireland. You're going, but then you said Dublin, Ohio. I'm uh, like, all right. Well, I guess the accent wasn't needed, but no. Uh, the other thing, you know, if you looked in the, if you looked in the news, um, some some bad stories again around, unfortunately, gymnasts with the whole uh, Caroline Ranch. Um, so the um, I want to say originally. And I didn't, I probably shouldn't even be talking about this because I didn't background check it enough. But I want to say it was Croatian women's gymnastics or, God, back in the 80s. They were just dominant. Romania? What was, what, Romania. Yeah. yeah. 
I just took a stab in the dark. I'm not 100% yeah, sure that's maybe, right. Maybe it was Romania. But uh, but anyway, just some of the abusive stuff that was going on back. It, it was kind of like, you know, when you have so much success coming out of there, especially when you're dealing with, you know, young girls like that and just, I don't know, it, it always struck me like none of those girls looked happy. Like none of them looked like they were enjoying enjoying it, the, the, right. the experience, the Olympic experience, you know what I mean? And I thought, man, I, I just kind of thought, well, kind of wonder what's going on behind closed doors in some of these workouts and stuff. Well, that, I mean, you could uh, the East European bloc countries, even the men, none of them ever looked happy to win anything. Right. It's uh, almost like, well, you know, we're going to be killed if we don't win, so we won. <laughs> I, I, you know, at least I get to live, which you'd think would be put a smile on your face, but right. Uh, yeah, because I remember all the East German runners. That they they were never happy. They just blew the doors off everybody. And just, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're just disgruntled. Yeah. Well, whatever chemicals were flowing through their veins at the is time. Is that what that, that 30 for 30 podcast is? Because I saw that. What's that old Wilford Brimley-looking gymnast coach? Big, stocky guy, gray hair. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Is that is that where yeah. that came from? I, yeah, I saw it because I, th- I was excited because I thought it was a new 30 for 30, but it said it was 30 for 30 podcast. And I've got enough podcasts that I listen to. Right. So I can't add another one, the 30 for 30 one. Um, oh, the other, the last thing before we rate the Blueberry Crush, the other big news, although I don't think it's going to have any bearing on uh, 2020 just because of the time it's going to take, but the... Daniel Snyder said that the Redskins were going to retire, retire the name and logo of the NFL team. And the funny thing is, I always get mad. How do, how do you trademark words? Because uh, the Redskins are now in a trademark battle with a realtor from Alexandria, Virginia, because he has trademarked 14 possible options that the Redskins could use. But now they can't use them because he trademarked uh, the Washington Warhogs, the Washington uh, Red Tails, the Washington. And there, he, there's just like 14 names that he. When did he do that? Prior to like when it, when just when the word came out that because you know, FedEx is the one that kind of put the pressure on Daniel sure. Snyder. It's like, hey, the lease is coming up in the stadium. We're ba- basically told him, hey, we're done doing business with you with the Redskins. Yeah. And so and he's like, all right, well. Money talk, so right, and this, so this guy, uh, like I said, he's he's a realtor from Alexandria, Virginia. He went and trade. I mean, not that you know, he trademarked fourteen. Obviously, there's more than fourteen things they could call the Redskins, but uh, the Red Tails are an African American flying group in yes World War two. I, I believe it was it two. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, yep, fish. That's right. That was another thing I could have fact checked prior to the pod, but drinking got in the way, so didn't fact check. But so that's that's kind of like the leader, and that's one of the ones that he trademarked. Right, was the red tails. Okay. So, but I don't know how he can. How do you do trademark? Because you can't trademark the word Washington. And so, what is he going to do with Washington Red Tails, other than maybe sell it to Daniel Snyder for well, five I think billion that's dollars? That's got to be the. I mean, that's you know. But, I don't know. I'm kind of on a, in some sense, you know, from a business standpoint, it's like, hey, well, that was pretty smart. You know, he got to it. But in the same sense, you're like, what a dick move. Well, it was. That's definitely what, I, in fact, the neighbor's dog actually even thinks it's a dick move. But Will Brinson tipped his cap to him. He said, well done, well done, partner. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I think the dog wants us to rate this beard. Come on, relax, buddy. We'll rate it. Uh Blueberry Crush, Toski Brewing, Cream Ale, the untapped rating was 3.76 with 1,822 check-ins. And when we get to our second selection, I got a note on the untapped check-ins that I kind of noticed as I was searching for these beers. I don't like it that much just because it's not in my wheelhouse beer-wise. But as you can see how quickly and easily it disappeared. Yeah. It wasn't horrible, so I'm going to give it a 2.90. 2.90. Hmm. I thought for, like you said, this is this is definitely uh, a beer in my wheelhouse, and I like I like these kind of beers where they try to put a lot of the, you know, the sweeter flavors in them, but they don't overpower it. Um, like you said, you had the raspberry one, and it was basically a wine cooler. Yes. Um, 
So this is done really well. And I'm gonna give this one a 3.60. Sounds good, David. All right, second selection. Same city, Petoskey, probably three miles away. We went to Beards Brewing Company on Saturday. Side note to Beards Brewing Company, the beers they sampled there, delicious, but I tell you what, Liz and I split a sweet and spicy pizza and had chips and homemade salsa, yeah. and I think their homemade salsa and pizza might be better than their beer, and their beer was pretty good. Wow. So, Maybe if we expand into a different type podcast, you know, we'll go to Beards to rate their salsa. I think we probably should anyway. Uh, so anyway, the selection we got from Beards is Serendipity Porter. Smooth, chocolatey, subtle smokiness. Nice. 5.5% alcohol, the infamous NAIBUs, in an untapped rating of 3.72 with 3,953 check-ins. And as we crack this and pour this, I want to bring up what I noticed on Untapped. Clearly, Untapped is a user app, right? Because if you if you look under Beards Brewing Company and look under their beers, they have Serendipity, and that's the one with three thousand nine hundred and fifty-three check-ins and a three point seven two rating. But then, if you continue to scroll down. There's a serendipity porter. But the pictures on both accounts are the can that you're holding in your left hand right now. So, but the serendipity porter on Untapped is 3.84 and only has 122 check-ins, but it's the exact same beer. So, most of the users just go with serendipity and 122 of them went with serendipity porter. So, hmm. I went with the most check-ins. 3,953 check-ins and a 3.72 rating. And typical porter fashion, pours kind of flat, but very dark. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. You know what? Just like the can says, it's a sexy American porter. I don't know, Mike. That's pretty smooth. I'm feeling kind of sexy right now. As well you shouldn't. And since you did have, you have since taken off all your clothes on National Nude Day, so... You, yes, you most certainly are very sexy. Lucky we got the privacy fence. I don't know if the neighbors would appreciate it or not. <laughs> but you know, I'm the IPA guy of the show. This has a very rich, chocolatey finish to it. Yep. Yet not Agreed. too sweet. No. No. It said on the can, subtle notes of cherry and smoke on the finish. I'm not get, tasting I, any I, cherry. See, I'm the opposite. I, really? I don't get the smokiness. I get the little bit of like a... Uh, Cherry cordial, the chocolate. You, you, okay. I don't get the smokiness at all. I get the it, mostly chocolatey, obviously, and then the hint of cherry, and I don't get any smokiness, and maybe that's why, because I think the smokiness is what I don't like about typical porters, but as porters go, I don't know, maybe after 30 episodes, maybe I've... Uh, your palate has turned over a new yeah, leaf. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I'm going to get rid of a, you know IPA and switch over to porters. Well, if they're like this, you will. Is that a... That's almost like a sexuality. You know, people just cross over midstream. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, an, I'm going from an IPA, you know, a regular, well, it'd be a a regular lager I... guy to an IPA guy. Now I'm a porter guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would think at that point it was like, well, I thought I'd like that gender, but nah. <laughs> I like this other gender better. Uh, before we get in this day in sports, do you have any free pass selections, like the women out there? Like, what? like was there any free passes? In you? Like, obviously, if our significant others run across Brad Pitt, Oh, and they want, you know, and have an opportunity <laughs> to take a run around the track of Brad Pitt, I'm not, I can't. I honestly, in good natureness, I, I couldn't even hold that against somebody. I'd be like, hey, all right, that's your one chance. The answer to your question is no. You don't have anybody. Not any, like, my two, I have two. Yeah. Judge Marilyn Million. <laughs> you mentioned that before, sure. And Jenna Fisher. Okay. Who's Jenna Fisher? Who's Jenna Fisher? Jenna Fisher is Carrie Fisher's younger sister. I don't know who she's related to, but she plays Pam on The Office. <laughs> I was just making something up. Okay, so... She might be related to Carrie Fisher, yeah, though. I don't know. It could be. 
a lot of times those actors and actresses they you know the that that career runs in the family fact check that for us will you fish get back to me Tw- uh, text me via, uh, maybe he's a relative yeah okay fucking well played dave well played dick are you related to jenna fisher of the office or carrie fisher princess leia yeah but she's not on my list so i just want to know about jenna fisher could give me an in on that will you buddy I think no, she actually she, spells it different, though. My buddy Fish spells F-I-S-H-E-R, and oh, I think she's got a C in C there. C in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which actually would eliminate her from Carrie Fisher, because I think Carrie Fisher's S-H-E-R, too. Oh, okay. Well. Anyway. Yeah. I digress. We'll figure it out. Do you have any uh, this day in sports? I do. Uh, let me get my notes. And... So you have nobody, though. I know, like, like Queen Elizabeth, or... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michelle no. Obama, <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that, man. Wow. No, nothing. Nope. Um, nope. Right. Nope. My Shelly is dead sexy, and that's the one. Well, that, that, yeah, that's fine. I'm not arguing with that, but yeah. So, um, where are we going? 1962. All right. Oh, first of all, I've got a question. So we've been going. We've been using basically the same website to kind of get some of our stuff, right? For this day in sports, For yes. this day in sports, yes. yes. Has Wimbledon, it seems like Wimbledon has had championships. I, I noticed that. And, and uh, for the last, what, four or five pods, there's right. been so. And I always thought it was 4th of July weekend was the final. I looked it up. I mean, I really tried to research it and even off of Wikipedia and some other things. And nope, that's, like you said, the last, they start it the last week in June and try to finish it up. Somewhere in the first two weeks, or you know, two weeks into July. So, and I don't know why four weeks ago. What is it today? The fourteenth. Right. Yeah. Um, So I guess that would kind of make sense, but still, it seems like the last four pods we've done, there's been quite a few Wimbledon championships. So I don't understand. That was a sidebar. Uh, 1962. Arnold Palmer. Wins his second straight British Open at Royal Troon. Uh, and then in 1968, Gary Player at Carnoustie wins the second of three Open titles. So this is a British Open weekend, typically. That's, that's, my, that's actually my favorite major to watch, simply because usually the scores aren't as impressive. And when I'm watching oh. a guy, when I'm watching a guy win a tournament at like plus three, yeah, I mean not that I could shoot plus three on that course. I, I'm a horrible golfer, but it, I would rather see those guys be plus three than minus twenty six. Sure. So you're watching them a lot of times, and it looks like um, I forget the Reverend's name in Caddyshack, but the, oh, the yep. infamous scene with him in the rainstorm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that's the kind of thing that a lot of people hope they see at a British Open. You know, as the guy's walking on a 45-degree yeah. angle up the fairway, you know, against the wind and, uh, you know, and, and driving rain and just seeing them try to battle the elements is kind of fun once in a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, 68, so Gary Player. Gary Player, I, that, that dude is cool. If you ever get a chance, YouTube an interview with Gary Player, even like in his 70s, and I think he might be in his 80s at this point, I don't know what that guy does. He must be just crazy disciplined, but he's got energy like a like a 30 or 40 year old. It's insane. But uh, his second of three open titles, uh, two strokes ahead of Bob Charles and Jack Nicholas in 1968, and then uh, 1974, Gary Player, the South African, wins his third open championship, four strokes clear of Peter Osterhaus. Now, if you do watch golf. Uh, and I think Peter still announces, but Peter Osterhaus is a is a kind of a mainstay announcer. Has been in you know the PGA Tour uh, for quite some time. And then in 1984, I have to put this one in here for the track, Sergey Bubka. You know what Sergey is famous for? Uh, yes. Where you run up and go over the the Fosbury. The, no, the, close. Is a high jump. Close. It involves a pole. Yeah, okay. I was hoping you weren't going to say uh, dancing or stripping. Uh, so, Sergey, have you. Did Sergey ever do the high jump too, though, or was he strictly pole vault? I think he was strictly pole okay. vault. Um, you might be thinking of Dick Fosbury. Well, yeah, with the Fosbury. Yeah. Okay. But is that pole vault or high jump? That's high jump. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
he did a in 1984 on this date. Uh, he set the world record at 5.89 meters, which is 19.32 feet for those of us in the states. And on our on your local team, what is your high for last year? Not your high, your team's high for last year, compared to that mark there. Our school record is 13 feet. So six feet. He went six feet higher than our school record. Yeah, and that's since been broken, but still, right. 19 feet is yeah, insane to, sure. to try to launch yourself up on a pole. Now, did you give Gary Player two this day in sports? You know, I did. Okay, I thought I not, not there's anything wrong with that, but I thought it. I'm thinking Gary Player. I was because I always when I hear Gary Player, I always think of Greg Norman. Why I have no clue, but. So that's why I was thinking. Okay, one's a South African, one's an Aussie, yeah, maybe. And one's dark complected, dark <laughs> right. hair, one's light complected, blonde hair. So there's really no similarities to them. But for whatever reason, I always think the name. And that's why I was wondering if you went Gary Player, Greg Norman, Greg Norman, Gary Player. But you did, in fact, go two Gary Players. I did. All right. So I was actually listening to you. Yeah, you were for sure. All right, my uh, TDISs. Seven fifty-four and twenty seventy-four years ago today, the Indians Lou Boudreau hit four doubles and a homer, but the Red Sox beat the Tribe eleven to ten behind Teddy Ball Games three homers and eight RBI. Sorry, Dick, I actually probably should have reached out to you and had you come on this pod and defend yourself because you've been brought up quite a bit this pod. So, but my Red Sox beat your Indians 11-10 seventy-four years ago today. Fast forward five years from that, or 69 years ago today, the first ever te- the first color telecast of a sporting event. Oh wow! Was 69 years ago today, and CBS Sports broadcast a horse race. Huh. It, it was an insignificant horse race, but it was a horse race in color. In color. So, and then five years after that, and look at that. Oddly enough, I went in five-year increments: 46, 51 to 56. So 64 years ago today, another Red Sox highlight. Mel Parnell, the infamous Mel Parnell, tosses a no-hitter against the Pale Hoses as the Red Sox beat the White Sox 4 to nothing. So, my, uh, I was going to say baseball trifecta, but it wasn't really a trifecta because I had a colored horse racing event in there. <laughs> uh, let's rate the uh, serendipity before we I go out and beat the shit out of this fucking person that's driving whatever it is they're driving. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, this is... Uh... I like this. Very, could, very smooth. We could use that line if we ever do incorporate the uh, buds and brews format. Cause yeah. Because you, you said you can, i got to take another hit of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, we, so when we go to buds and brews, there'll be a lot of hit taken. <laughs> um, super smooth, good flavor. Uh, I'm going to go 3.85. All right. And I, too, as we mentioned now, Really liked it, you know, almost like drinking a s'more almost without the marshmallow. You yeah, just, it wasn't just, quite as, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I You see went that. with the graham, graham cracker and Hershey's. You skipped the marshmallow, you went graham cracker and Hershey's. Very drinkable, very smooth, no dank taste that I always say that porters have. I went to, I like this a lot better than the blueberry. Give me a 3.8. 3.8, got it. All right. We're to our third and final selection, Dave, and still in the northern part of Michigan, although this is one of the brewing companies that I did not make it to. I bought these in Mackinac City, but Sheboygan, just outside of Mackinac City, we have Sheboygan Brewing Company's IPA number 11. Named for our brewmaster's family at Fire Station 11, this golden ale provides a nose full of herbal and citrus notes. Absolutely pure and well-brewed. For those keeping score at home, it's www.sheboyganbrewing.com. Hey, Mr. Han, did you like say herbal? Yes, I did. Didn't All right. Well, Jeff McCauley, thanks, Jeff. I know it's a busy schedule for you. Appreciate you coming on the pod. This is in the middle of our three pours, more of the darker IPA color. I'm also noticing, and and I hate to put a the, you're vis, no, you're the no, viscosity of that pour was really thick. I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll I see. thought I thought you were going to notice that our neighbors, cheers. That our, my neighbor's 
decided to do their yard work just as we start to record because we were between segment two and segment three for an hour and it, you, it was like quiet you thought you were at a cemetery and as soon as we start this this fucking asshole starts cutting his grass and the fucking thing is dormant as all can be yeah and they ain't got nothing to cut anyway little pet peeve of mine water your lawn from time to time maybe it will grow you dormant no god oh man that pisses me off dave anyway let me have a taste of the old sheboygan number 11. Solid IPA. Yeah. Steady, go-to, nice IPA flavor. The IPA, the bun, even though the blueberry was considered an IPA, it was more of a cream ale. So, right. I, uh... I'll just say something, I'll just say something about the mowing, too. He just had a fertilizer company. I gotta look out, Dave. What? Those two never fucking cut on Tuesday. They cut Friday. I know them who cut their, their lawn. They cut every Friday. I don't God. Know. Former Coke. Hey, Brian Adams, you out there listening. That's Tenant and his wife cut my neighbor's lawn. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> they cut on Fridays on that lawn. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I'm sorry. Listen, me ranting about it is probably more distracting than the actual cutting, but I'm pissed. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, so the truest IPA flavor of the three we've had, but uh, before we get to random question, a couple side notes I had. Pat Mahomes gets a perfect Madden rating of 99 for the 2021 season. Nice. One of very few that have ever received that rating. I don't think anybody argues his rating. There's some dissension, like Deshaun Watson's only rated an 86. Yeah. People are wondering why that's so low. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who was the league's MVP, he's like the third or fourth rated quarterback at 94. Yeah, so, it's all political. Yeah, it sure is. And I'm sure Mahomes will be on the cover, and that means you don't want to draft it. Although there have been a handful of guys that have debunked the Madden curse. But by and large, the Madden curse is legit. So you do not want to draft Patrick Mahomes in your NFL season this year. Um, second thing. Dr. Foster, A Woman Scorned, Chuck, Easy View, I recommend it, Netflix, two seasons, five episodes per season, it's from the BBC, so they don't count them season, they count it series one and series two, about 52 minutes apiece, very good, solid view, can't really call it a chick flick, but very interesting, well worth it, boom, you're done with both seasons in a few days, enjoyed it, Lily Hammer, Struggling through the first season. Almost yeah. too phony. There's, there's too much music going on every time you turn around, even in talking scenes. And Dave from Don't Forget the Popcorn, I'm stealing your thunder here from The Rock. Lilyhammer, I wonder if anybody in Lilyhammer has anything to do with The Rock simply because you pointed it out on your last episode of your pod, Don't Forget the Popcorn. That there's too many musical scores, even in dialogue scenes, and that reminds me a lot of Lilyhammer. Every time, there, there's music, there's music, there's music, there's music, there's music. It's like I don't want to hear music. I'm not at a concert. I'm right. watching the show. Um. Uh, anything else? Oh, one last thing. Random question. The Big Five conferences. Yeah. Thinking about going, right now. You know, the, the, the conference last only. Yeah, conference only. Now, and it, the listeners know my take on this whole COVID 19, which, by the way, I finally figured out what the 19 means. I think it's in correlation with the weight I've gained since March 15th when we went into COVID because I'm probably at least 19 pounds heavier than I was when COVID started. So we'll, we'll get that back into shape. I'm not too worried about that. But so, anyway, let me get this straight. So, Western Michigan is playing Michigan State in football. The coronavirus is on the sideline just licking his chops. Oh, baby, this isn't a conference game. Oh, it's all go now. And then it's like Michigan-Purdue is like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Hey, 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 guys, this is a conference game. Next. What difference does that make? What I mean, where is the logic in that? Play the games, don't play the games. 
Right. I mean, if you can't play, you can't play. I mean, shit happens. I mean, so how is a conference game any safer than a non-conference game? I, 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 the only thing I can figure out from that whole thing, and I was not a fly on the wall in those meetings, is that they just want to make sure they get their conference games in, you know, in case anything happens. So you're saying it's all about the dollar? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's all about the dollar, and it's all about getting to the end of the season and making sure that they can crown some kind of a conference championship instead of wasting games on non-conference games and getting to some point halfway through the conference and going, oh, shit, you know, we got to shut this thing down. You know, from a from a from a let's let's make sure we get the conference games in kind of a philosophy. Well, there's now, generally only three non-conference games. So, so the coronavirus knows nine weeks. Hey, we're off limits nine weeks, guys. As long as you get your conference games in, and then yeah, we're I co- don't know. That's what I mean. It's I don't just know. dumb. It's play the games, and if too many people get sick, teams have to forfeit, or just say, you know what, we are not going to play any more sports. Until it is safe to cross the street and everybody lives forever. Make up your mind, because I mean, I don't, I don't get the point of conference. For, you know, yeah, admittedly, a lot of the conference games are meaningless anyway. You, you, you know, every right. once in a while, Appalachian State comes in the big house and puts a shock of the world on. But for the most part, it's big school playing. Sp- Paying small school, hey, come in, get our guys some reps. We're going to kick the shit out of you. You get a nice payday. You're going to put a nice chemistry lab up, and everybody's happy. Right. But by and large, the the non-conference games are meaningless. Right. Well, you saw what some of the MAC schools, like Ball State, I think they were supposed to play Michigan, right? And they're like, well, we're – I think the quote from whoever it was, the AD or whatever administrator. Maybe. Maybe. you know, said we're we're expecting to play Michigan, so you know when the Big Ten, you know, kind of like showed their hand and said, "Well, we're just doing non-conference games," or you know, and and the Mac just was like, "Conference games, just conference yeah. games." Yeah, you know, the Mac said, "Well, psh, we've got contracts," you know, right? That's that's some <laughs> serious money for our schools. Oh yeah, for sure. So we're expecting to play. So I don't, you know, and I've, I I I can't, like I said, I this was probably mm, five. Five days ago, four days ago, I thought I read some of the Big Ten schools were just—they're gonna—they're gonna—they're gonna be willing to pay out. You know what I mean? Right. But and then, what and then, you're saying is just play the game. Right, because they're gonna be willing to pay out, so they're gonna pay Ball State anyway. And then Northwestern and Purdue are gonna play. Three players are gonna test positive, and then the season's gonna shut down anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Play the game or don't play the game. Shut it down till 2021 or till there's a cure, and then, and then I'm going to get on my political platform and say, you know what, little Timmy could break his ankle, and heaven forbid, what about the uh, Bonacani kid? He's paralyzed. That's too bad. I mean, that sucks that he's paralyzed. I don't want football play because he's paralyzed. They're inherent risk, and if you like, hey, look, this guy's going to spit right into my mouth, spit into my eyeballs, sneeze on me. I don't want to take the risk. Then don't fucking play. For yeah. those that are willing to take the risk, play. And if the, you know, and it's like, hey, look, all right. Oh, what about the referees? If you don't want to take the risk, don't, don't volunteer. Do or not volunteer. Don't be a referee in the Southeastern Conference. Stay at home. Right. And and, and do you know do whatever you can do. You know, uh, sell homemade soap via Amazon in the comforts of your own basement and be safe. Is anybody out there can be? That's your choice. But we're playing football in the Southeastern Conference. What about the yard marker? If he doesn't want to be a yard marker guy, don't be a yard marker guy. It is a free country. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But if, if you, you're if gonna you, be a yard marker guy, you better be wearing the fucking mask. Fine, that's fine. <laughs> wear the mask, wear the shield, do whatever you want to do. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, but go ahead, do what you got to do. But at some point, we got to go business as usual. Oh, one life lost is too many. I get it. But if one life lost is too many, then let's end the world now. Because people will die. People will continue to die. Even when they find somebody's going to come up with a cure for COVID, and COVID is going to be just laughable. And like people in 2047 are going to say, remember 2020? Holy shit, what a fucking year that was. Woo, boy, that COVID-19 ran rampant, didn't it? 
and then everybody in 2047, like, COVID-19, what are you talking about? I, I get it. So, but until then, make a decision. Shit or get off the pot. If you don't want the risk, don't play. Yeah. Yeah. Good anyway, where, where were we going with it? Mean, that? That kind of got off on a tangent. It was all started by the tenants cutting my neighbor's yard. <laughs> all right. Um, random question. All right, are you ready? Yes, sir. Slightly complicated, but I hope it uh, produces some uh, good answers. If you could add a prosthetic enhancement or upgrade to a part of your body, what would it be and why? Now, there's two, two, two uh, sections of answers I was looking for here. Number one, answer, um, well, I said top three, didn't I? Well, I didn't in that, and what I read was kind of old, but I think I updated that to top three prosthetic enhancements or upgrades, okay? Uh, so one would be with today's tech and procedures. So you would list three prosthetic enhancements or upgrades with today's tech and procedures, and then three more with, and I gave this to you early, so you had time to think about it a little bit. You could do three more with future tech or sci-fi-like prosthetic enhancements. Okay? So. All right, so the first one, the prosthetic is, you know, I think all our listeners know where I'm going with the first one. It's like, you know, I can only give you one because I'm happy with my arms and legs. I, I, I want my own, I want my thumbs. That separates us from most of the other primates. Oppos- what is it called? Opposable thumbs. And, you know, I, I've got my eyes, although they are, vision's going. got to read the menu from afar. So, uh, the only one I, you know, the only of apparatus I'd like added that way is, you know, I want to be known as tripod. (laughs) So, I mean, so I let the listeners fill in the blanks, you know, hey, if I could get a little help there and, you know, and everybody starts calling me tripod, I'd be happy with that. Now, the science fiction part of it, I would like, and I'd have two for sure, and the third one, I might struggle getting to, but like the one would be like a Stretch Armstrong type thing because remember I remember Stretch Armstrong our basement flooded and oh yeah I walked over to your house we took your extended double story ladder walked it over here put it up there and I climbed up and I got just a little bit of shit out of the eaves now future sci-fi tech I have an extendable arm just put it on and then I don't even have to leave the ground clear out the eaves off Second one would be like, I've always wanted to be able to dunk, so I'd like a little like springs. I don't know if you insert the springs in your ankles yep. or your knees or maybe even both for sure. super springiness. Sure. Put spring type apparatuses in my ankles and my knees so where I can just like go from point A to point B ultra quick. That would give me, and hell, I could I wouldn't even have needed the stretch jam with those springs. I would have just bang. I'd have been on the roof, oh, look at that clog, and then just jump down and right. bounce. So that would be two of the sci-fi. The third, I got a little bionic man, Steve Austin, like, you know, give me something in my eyesight where, like, I can, like, right. oh, look at that, three houses down, they're having sex. <laughs> and then, and, and so I can do a little bionic Yeah, so anybody anybody younger than 40 might not know what we're talking about when we go, no, no, they wouldn't. Yeah. That used to be one of my favorite shows. I did not like The Bionic Woman, but I did like Steve Austin, The Bionic Man. Yeah, I thought they were reaching a little bit when they went with this whole the Sasquatch. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, they were like, you know, okay, anyway. Okay, so the reason I bring this up is I ran across an article about transhumanism. Transhumanism. So this is where people are getting actually today, now, tattoo artists are actually... Um, they're licensed to do this. You can get an RIFD chip, uh, RFID, I hope I said that right the first time, RFID chip implanted in your hand, right? And so then you can get that programmed for like, if you have um, like a coded entry on your door, 
So you don't have to carry keys around anymore. So for example, like some of the cars now that don't require a key to go into the ignition, you can just push right. the button as long as you have the key in your purse. You can just have that in your hand, inside your hand, right? That's how they find dogs too, right? Well, to some degree, yeah. Well, they identify it. So the, so the RFID chip has information about who the owner is, where the owner lives, blah, 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 blah. So like, for example, if you don't want to carry your keys, if you want to have, uh, instead of wearing the bracelet, you know what I mean? Uh, that says, hey, I'm diabetic or hey, I've got this issue. You can have the um, RFID chip and they can get all your medical information. Um, so also, they're also implanting uh, LED lights. So for mine, at least for today's tech and procedures, I would like one, uh, a chip put in so I don't have to have keys for my car or keys for my, uh, to get into my home, all right? Maybe even a garage door opener, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Just kind of like, you know, just wave my hand and boom, the garage door you know, opens. Uh, the other thing would be LED lights, maybe around my eyeball sockets, so that when I get mad, uh, and I'd, I'm not quite sure, I didn't read enough about how you can turn these on, but if I get really mad, I have red ones, you know what I mean, that would illuminate right. and just scare the shit out of some people. Um, as far as the future tech, I'm along the same lines as you. So I would like binocular vision, so if they could put something in there. Hearing, I would like, you know, some type of bionic hearing, kind of like Steve Austin. We were on the same page there, because, you know, we're obviously about the same age. Yeah, and you then, just had a birthday, by the way, last week. So I happy, did. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. And then um, I know right now, uh, being the big 5-0, my knees and ankles and stuff like that, you know, I'm starting to feel the effects of all the stuff that I did as a... Um, you know, teenager, 20, 30 something. Um, so if there was some way to get the, the knees and the ankles to work a little bit better, um, that would be great. So if, like you said, springs, yes. you know, I was thinking of some kind of a, of a 3d printed, um, you know, meniscus or some kind of cartilage that can be thrown in there to make things at least normal. Oh yeah, yeah. So that you're you're going normal. I was actually going like bionic. I was like, right. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm like the superhero yeah. of the neighborhood. Well, you're pain now free, and you... I'm jumping on the on the roofs. Well, no, I mean that would actually be a lot cooler. Um, but me being the the super nerdy type, I'm thinking, well, okay, well, how would the how would the muscles, you know, deal with that? If you got springs in your knees, how would the muscles, um, how would you know keep up with it? Would you have to have bionic muscles then? Anyway, so. Um, but anyway, those of our listeners that were kind of thinking about what they would do, um, if you want to either email us at um, ffaepod at gmail.com or tweet at epodffa. Yeah, something like that. Let me see. Yeah, he's, he's got it right there on the Twitter account. Uh, if you want to either uh, tweet us your... Uh, suggestions, something that we haven't talked about, or you know, email us in that sense, then let us know. Epod FFA. Epod FFA, I got it. All, all right, right. Are, we, are we ready to rate this? Yes, we are. All right. And all that talk about me switching sides, if you will, I, I guess we can put that to bed. And I will. Say I love the uh, porter, but IPA number eleven is still my cup of tea. The untapped rating is a paltry three point five seven. I don't get it. I'm going to go three point nine one for IPA number eleven from Sheboygan Brewing Company. All right, so three point nine one. This is a solid IPA, but it's not blowing my doors off. So. I'm going to go 3.75. How about them apples? You like them apples? So you, you like the porter better than the IPA then? I did. All right. Well, I look down, I see I'm out of beer. And as a late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Hey, everybody. Stick around for an, a bonus review of the Mackinac City Rusted Spoke Brewing Company. So anyway, Dave... Pod first, we have a howler. 
It's up at the Rustin Spoke in Mackinac City. I mean, hell, I can only try so many beers and be able to walk out of there somewhat alert. Right. Uh, I mean, Liz, you know, Liz is there to prop me up on the way out so it doesn't look too embarrassing. But I got one that's called Carol Killed Her Husband. Carol, so, wait a minute. Carol killed her husband, as in the Tiger King? Yes, because <laughs> the one the one that I was drinking while we were at the Russ's Spoke was number one. It was an IPA. It was called the Tiger King. So one of the brewers must be a big fan of that uh, Netflix series. So I'm like, you know what? Give me this. I wanted the growler, but they ran out of the instruments to do the growler, but they had the howler. The small, the, like kind of like the baby bear, the, the middle bear of the two, because there's a smaller one yeah. they didn't have because those are cans, and like my company can attest to that aluminum's tough to come by. And then they had the bigger one, so we went for the one in the middle, the the uh, the middle baby bear, and it's called Carol Killed Her Husband. <laughs> it's an IPA flavor, and Dave, the only reason we brought it back on pod because our Episode 30 was already done. Carol Killed Her Husband. It's fantastic. Is a solid selection. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if we're going to legally rate this per the pod, but an IPA flavor, fruit flavor, I mean, it's all there. I mean, it's like. If you're not a fan of the bitterness of an IPA, you'll love this. Oh, exactly. Yeah, there's no bitterness at all. No. And I'm not a fan of the real fruity stuff, and although there's fruit to it, yeah, it's not overly bearing where no. it's like that. Exactly. So, yeah, hey, you know, Carol killed her husband, and I think we can all agree on that. 